What's up, guys? Welcome back to the T2D podcast presented by Digital Bounds. I'm here once again with Katie, and of course, I'm Leon Hitchens. We're periscoping this live, so I'm trying this out. It's, it's a new experience. Um, Which means I can't pick my nose now. Or do anything else weird <laughs> at all. We're going to follow up from last week's podcast, or was it last week's? It was two yeah, weeks, it was like ago. two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, it where we did the podcast where we talked about pre CES. So we, I kind of went over what I was going to do, and now you have questions, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I had to go back in our text messages from that week to see all the questions that I asked you then, but I really don't remember. You know what I found out? I asked you mostly, "What did you have for lunch?" Off of anything else. Okay, so we can start off with that. So lunches were provided by uh, the CES organization. It's actually CTA, which is Consumer Technology Association. They provide the lunch for the press. It's in the South Hall. It's uh, it's decent. They have like a a sandwich. They had sushi a few days. Yeah. So it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Um, roast beef sandwiches, like two days, ham cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Anyways, so some of the events that I was asking you about that I didn't realize would be there are these government agencies. Like you went and you listened into the Federal Trade and the Federal Communications. Yeah, because they, they have so much influence on like technology that they have to be there. So the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, was their first time being there. Course. They, they have more effect on um, on like apps and kind of that sphere of uh, protecting consumers' rights and in that. But the FCC, which is the Federal Communications Commission, uh, has more to do with technology, and that's really why they're there. They're at South by Southwest. They're at uh, CES, and they go to a bunch of other events. Really because phones all have to be verified through them, uh, laptops, anything that broadcasts or receives signal from a Wi-Fi router or cell signal has to be there. And they're talking about their spectrum that's going to go on sale sometime next month, I believe. I don't know. You left that as an open-ended question and you didn't finish it. Okay, so it is going on sale next week, I think. So... That's kind of the interesting part about those, yeah. even though... Because that was someone I didn't expect for you to tell me was there at CES. Well, you also got to think, like, um, I bumped into people that work with, like, the CIA, NSA, and, like, FBI, and, like, different police forces across the nation. They just kind of show up at different times. They show up because they want to get, like, new technology and stuff, which is... Kind of interesting. Yeah, they're they're checking out what's new, what's hot, and uh, what they have to contend against. Especially because a lot of these organizations say um, they need a backdoor into the phones. Okay, so let's talk about on Tuesday. Tuesday was. So Tuesday is a. Was like day kickoff. No, Tuesday is day zero. It's not quite a day, but it's a day. It's hey, mo- there has to be a day because you had like 12 events you Yeah, but to. that nobody else is really there. It's just press and um, some industry analysts. 
but it's just the press events. The show floor isn't open, so a lot of your exhibitors aren't there. It's a lot of the companies that are larger that are kind of like throwing their their weight around and showing off some of their new devices and and what's going to be shown on the show floor. Such as. So if you start in the morning, which is so LG's press conference was first. They talked about their new smart refrigerator, their smart washer and dryer, their uh. So what does a smart washer and dryer have? Okay, so, so let me let me start over with that. So it was their LG Signature brand. It's a high end, high tier brand that's meant to uh, not have any extra stuff. It's just meant to to uh, have no fluff and be very minimalistic, minimalistic, but at a super high price. So. The t- there's the TV. <laughs> TV was four millimeters thick. The smart fridge is, um, it kind of tells you what's in your fridge, how much energy you're using, and different little things. Do you I don't a smart remember. fridge? I don't see use in a smart fridge. We'll get to the Samsung one, and then I'll talk about why I would want to use that one. But um, the smart washer and dryer kind of tells you how much like soap's left in the in the actual tank uh when your clothes is done when your clothes what cycle it's on you can program it to wash it and then dry it because you don't have to take it out and then it tells you how much water usage and energy that you're getting out of that so you can program like wash cycles which is kind of interesting there's a washer and dryer all in one and i think that's pretty neat (laughs) yeah but i this it's the first one that's supposed to be actually decent too because all the other ones are supposedly like really crappy like they don't like get stains out and this one's supposed to do like everything really pretty neat and then you also had an air purifier which looked really small on stage but when i actually got to the show floor and looked at it i was kind of stunned how big it was it was like at least four feet tall and I was no. not expecting that. <laughs> no way. I was expecting like something that was like a foot tall. Like tabletop yeah, worthy. Yeah, something that you could put next to the lamp or something. But this was huge. So the fridge really isn't too smart. It just connects to your phone. And you can knock on the window that it has. And it goes from like a frosted glass to actually this? clear. This is LG, LG still. So, and then the next event was... Um, oh, Hawaii. 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 <laughs> People pronounce that very differently depending on yeah. On I want to hear all y'all try to pronounce that Huawei. Huawei, but there's also like um, it's like a Han, is it Hyundai? No, Nokia. Nokia has like three different pronunciations of the brand, but Huawei is the same because I hear people say three different pronunciations of it. So. They didn't do anything too crazy. They introduced an uh, international version of a phone, which is the Mate 8. It has a 6-inch screen, but it's like in the body of like a 5-inch phone. So the phone didn't get bigger from the previous versions. It's just got a larger screen, smaller bezel. Uh, two and a half day battery life on that. Really? Yeah. Doing what? Everything. Like, just it does like all, all of it. It can... I know, but like... Like two and a half doing what on it? Like everything. Like you, can, you using that's it? That's like heavy lasting, usage. Yeah. Lasting two days. Yeah, two and a half days, of like whatever you do. It's pretty legit. But, I end up charging my phone like at least twice during the day. 
yeah, that's probably normal person, but the iPhone battery is pretty pretty sad. Like the Nexus Six that they gave us, mm-hmm. uh, actually gets a pretty decent battery life of almost uh, thirty six hours, and that's like above normal. But it's also because they have a huge battery in it. They like don't make the phones thinner and thinner. They they'll keep them a little more thick and put a larger battery. Apple's whole thing is always like thinner, thinner, thinner. Especially with like the rumors that kind of leaked out during CES, which is like a normal thing. Um, they're taking out the headphone jack, opting for the uh, lightning cable to use your audio. And Beats brand is supposedly going to do um, Bluetooth headphones from now on. Yeah, that would be nice. Not really. No? no you because, don't like Bluetooth headphones? No, because then your headphones like die and then you're just sitting well, there. Well, it's like the ones that you got. What are they called? So those are aftershocks, titanium something, and those they they die so quickly, and I'm just kind of like. Don't you take them to work? Yeah, I've seen you take them to work. I take them all the time. It lasts sometimes. Some days it's like, oh man, they won't last all the way. Well, how often do you charge them then? Daily. See, it's like another thing to charge. Yeah. Like I'm already charging an iPhone. I'm already charging like a watch. I'm already charging another phone. Charge headphones too. People forget about that stuff, and then you're kind of like left without no headphones. So, and then that's the other thing with that jack, you only have one port. So, if you want to listen to your audio and charge your phone, no, you can't do you that. You can't do that. Well, see, that's why the Bluetooth headphones are so big. Yeah, but right, that's what they're trying to push. Not really, because they're not going to include those in the box. Well, <laughs> see, but the Apple That's always so does dumb. that. Apple always does that. They do, do something really crazy. Their pencil charges in a stupid way. Their trackpad only charges on the bottom, so you can't use it and charge it. Their um, their their Mac their MacBook only has one USB C port. But which, we can say that we have an Apple brand product. Yeah, but <laughs> at the, the brand name. But at the same time, it's just gotten crappier over the years. So Huawei announced the Nexus 6P in uh, the gold. Yes, which is a really nice phone. I like it. Because it's matte gold. It's not your like audacious uh, gold that's a rose. It's more pink in like bright light. It almost looks um, silver, which is kind of nice. And the phone's really premium too because yeah, you have the metal and, What's and like, just the, the build like my quality. Gold iPhone. Yours is a little more uh, deeper because it's not matte finish. Like, this is really matte. Yeah. Yours has more of a gloss, which is really different. And then they announced two new watches aimed towards women. Those are really nice. Yeah, but they're really expensive and they, but they looked really good. But because <sighs> some of these wearables, you'll show me like your pebble and stuff. Just, I mean, even the pebble that are for. Females don't. I don't think look as great well, but, as the, but the pebble. Ones. The pebbles are are like aimed at that geeky kind of like themed, like that's what they go for. They get this like tamagotchi kind of feel almost, because they're square. Even the round ones even go for that uh, that e ink look. Like a lot of these brands are just like targeting women, and it's kind of like it's going to the point where it's just a little too far now, because all they're doing is like. Keeping the same style watch, changing a color, and putting some rhinestones on it. 
But yeah, I mean, Rhinestones are a girl's best friend. Not really. They don't sell that well, <laughs> and a lot of people hate them. I don't know. I thought they looked really nice. I would wear it. But for $500, starting out. Okay, well, for, for $500 for anything, I have to think about twice. Yeah, that's why, like, these other watches are selling much better, like your Pebble Time, which is uh, $129 on sale normally now. That's much better. That's why those are selling better. Even the Apple Watch for $349 isn't, like, that inaccessible compared to that $500 from Huawei. But that Huawei watch is supposedly the best, like, watch you can actually get from, uh, an Android Wear watch. So it would work on your iPhone, but not as great as uh, online Nexus my Nexus devices. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next was... Who was it? Um, Next you went to the Casio. No, I skipped that one. Oh, didn't go to yeah, that one? Yeah, okay. I went and took a lunch. <laughs> I was so hungry. I couldn't deal. But at Casio, I know what they announced, actually. They announced the... Uh, okay, I don't even know the name of it. It's like QWZ10... I believe it's a smart watch, but it's a rugged watch. So, if what's it used for? To view your notifications and everything, it's it's no different than a smart watch, but it's rugged. So if you've seen style of a smart watch, not not even that. It's like actually like shockproof and everything. So like here's a picture. And and I know it's bad for like radio and everything, but uh, it's on the website. It's the Casio smartwatch. It looks very rugged. It's huge. It so, looks, I mean, it looks nice if you were into that kind of look. Well, if you're actually hiking or or going out fishing because it has, like, barometers and uh, tides and altitude, like, sensors. So it's, it's very helpful for all that stuff when you actually want to do fishing things and you're yeah. hiking and you want to know how far you've gone. So it gets a whole day of battery life. If you turn off all the smart features, like the smart sensors and everything, and disconnect it from your phone, it gets a whole month of battery life. Then you just have a watch. Yeah, but then you have a watch, <laughs> but at the same time, like, if you spend probably $349, I don't remember what they actually priced it at, or if they even announced a price with it, that's like a huge difference because your Apple Watch doesn't even get you through a whole day. A lot of these like smart watches only get you through like 12 hours so that's a big thing like to be able to say like oh i have my watch i can put it in like low like in low power mode for a month forget about it and still have the time especially if you go out on a hike and you're like i'm gonna be out here for a week and then you're like okay i'm just gonna put it in low power mode have it out there when i get cell signal i'll be able to connect and hike for like an hour or two and then turn it back off so that's why it's shockproof it's uh, waterproof to like 50 meters it's military grade build quality so that's huge considering it's coming from an android smartwatch yeah <clears throat> and then next you went to Samsung. Yes, Samsung was um it's your smart fridge. One. I wouldn't say it was big. It was their audacious, like crazy, ridiculous Samsungy like press conference. They announced some things. They kind of talked about how well they've been doing, even though they really aren't doing that well compared to like 
these up-and-coming companies like Huawei or ZTE. But um, they announced a smart fridge. It's a smart hub. It has a refrigerator that has a 21-inch screen on the front. And the screen uh, is kind of like a Samsung smartphone. I just think they're... Like, I would not want a smart fridge. Like, why would people... Want it? Like, so, I was so, really that lazy that you so, can't open the door to see what's no, inside it's of not your even fridge. The, like, it's not even that. It's like a. So you put like magnets and all sorts of things on your like fridge. You put uh, notes and uh, like pictures and drawings and like a bunch of other like calendar notifications, mm-hmm. right? So you'd be able to sync this with your phone. You'd be able to put like the picture that you took out that day on there. Then you'd be able to throw up the calendar. You'd be able to leave notes for somebody. And let's say you go shopping and you're like, man, I don't know if I actually have a dozen eggs or a half dozen eggs or like two eggs left. You'll be able to look inside the picture that it took when you closed the door last and you'll see, oh, you know, I only had two eggs left or I only have a half a gallon of milk that I put in a week ago. Okay, I guess that would make more sense, but... But the other thing is, too, you can order groceries from with, within that interface. So they partnered with MasterCard to offer uh, groceries by MasterCard on the fridge. So what you do, you go up to the screen, you start picking your groceries, you pick your eggs, you pick your milk, you pick your, your lettuce, your uh, bread and everything, and then it teams up with a local delivery service like Instacart or Postmates or another like delivery service like Prime Now and they'll bring you all your groceries to your door. Of course they want you to pay with your MasterCard credit card but you can use any credit card whether it's a Chase or Visa or, or American Express. So that's very nice. I mean I could do that from a computer too. Yeah but it's on your fridge and it's kind of like oh, I guess order like, again, I'm order again, here, order again. Order yeah. Real quick before I like, forget. You're out of eggs or your milk's been sitting there for two weeks. You can just press eggs, milk, and then it can see, like, other things that were on your your uh, recipe list to make for the week. And you can just, like, mass order all that. So it's kind of like a blue apron, mm-hmm. which, like, delivers all the stuff to make everything in the right size portions. But in the sense of it kind of knows what you're going to make if you, like like invest fully into the 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 ecosystem of the samsung fridge (laughs) so the other one is what sony so sony was just a joke i got there and i was just like huh this is crap they announced a uh, record player a 4k camcorder um, some headphones, some ear, ear, ear pods, and they kind of talked about their DSLR cameras, and that was kind of really it. They were rambling on about like stories and and how amazing they are, and and that they're not irrelevant anymore, and they're <laughs> they're still cool and hip, and they're on top of everything. So, it kind of like... What are the 4K... Yeah, 4K, 4K camcorder. Camcorder, yeah. It shoots 4K video. Yes. Those will go great 
with those expensive 4K TVs? Mm, probably. Well, so the guy, the CEO, says 4K video for the price of 1K, but uh, he didn't announce the price. So more than likely, the camera's probably gonna be like five, six hundred dollars. And that's not really accessible to anyone that wants to just shoot with these like handy cams, because uh-huh. normally they're like three hundred to three fifty, and six hundred dollars I could go get a like Canon entry level DSLR and kind of shoot decent video. That's not four K, but better than a camcorder. Uh, Discover Blue and Honor Party. I did not go to the Honor Party. Uh, Discover Blue. Oh, that was, um, it's kind of like a mixer where you, you get to see like smart startups. Oh man. <laughs> I, you get to see like small startups and kind of talk to them, take pictures and, uh, just discuss like different things. Network pretty much. That yeah. was kind of like the networking thing at the end of the night. Did you meet anybody while you were there? Not really. It was more of like, I was already tired. Was that the one you told me you met some guy from Austin up there? Or was that the next day? That was that day. I met somebody from Austin. I was I was looking on his Twitter earlier, but uh, he's a YouTuber, and he actually does some cool videos and stuff. But uh, he's got a website. He's not too active. Like he's active, but not active enough to entertain me. <laughs> so he's cool and all. He was kind of quiet. Uh, met him, and then I, I talked to like some company from Houston and it's more local yeah i was just looking for people in texas just to see cool things from texas yeah but um i i did meet some guy on the shuttle bus one day i forget his name he was a pr guy so i kind of like everything he said just went out one ear (laughs) but uh, he was really nice and stuff and i actually ran into him again on the show floor and i was just like okay but when I talked to him, he was just kind of like asking me questions, and I was like, uh, uh, yeah, yes, like, yeah, uh-huh. So I bet you he just thought I was, like, lying out my butt. Well, I mean, as a PR guy, what is he? So PR kind of, so PR, uh, they're, they're managing the press for a business. So he was there mm-hmm. for, let's say, um, let's just go random. He was there for Sony. He would manage like all the press releases, send me all the emails, and and then um, do all of that, and then he'd be able to like send that out. He'd be able to talk to me, get me possible review devices, get me interviews, vet the interview first. So he kind of does that stuff. He's got the shitty job and has to talk to talk get, to everyone, <laughs> talk to everyone, and get their attention. Yeah, because that's the biggest part. It's getting everyone's attention because I'll see an email from someone and I'll just go, oh, okay, it looks like crap, delete. Well, yeah, I mean, especially for you when you're getting like 300 emails a day, yeah. you don't stand out. You're, I mean, that's like... And, and 300 really isn't a lot. Like, the Verge guys are mashable. Like, big sites are getting hundreds, hundreds <laughs> of like close to a thousand emails a day. Yeah. But then again, they have teams of people that just like can, sift through that. Right, can filter everything. Like I have to sit there and like, actually kind of read things and go, I hate you, I it? hate you, I hate <laughs> you, I hate you. I guess I'll email you back and like actually try to make an appointment. So after that. Well, then we have the next day. Well, that night I actually. That night. 
Okay. I think I took a Uber and Lyft home. No, I took a Lyft home. Yes. Before that surge pricing, yes. Lift. Before surge pricing actually hit, and I was like, oh my god, I'm not going to pay like $100 to get back to my Airbnb. That was only like 1.3 miles away. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little more because I was normally at like the Sands, which is further. That's yeah. actually... Okay, so, well, I just did a roundabout here. It was a little more than a mile. <laughs> So, so CES, it's set up really weird. Uh, like, people think it's Vegas, mm-hmm. but really, it's all removed from Vegas. Like, you don't, like, I get to go to the hotels and stuff and see things, but, like, a bulk and a majority of things are at the convention center, which is, like, so removed from the actual strip that it just makes everything, like, hell. Because it's so <laughs> far apart. Like, yeah. the strip while it's very separated there's the monorail there's like stops there's there's little ways they get to each thing from there from the actual like convention center to uh the sands expo hall which had like startups and and uh like 3d printing like that sort of stuff when you were there you took a shuttle right yes like but that shuttle actually... was hell it was 30 minutes of uh, motion sickness well, you get motion sickness sitting in the passenger seat if you're not driving. Yes, but that was just hell. <laughs> so, it, it was. It, because, were you able to like sit? Or was it one of those where you had to like sit? No, it was. And hold it on? was sitting. It was like like a Greyhound buses, really nice buses, and they shut us back and forth. But I tried to restrict like how many times I went on them because just sit up front. It tends to help. Well, by the time you get on them, it's just like a sit in the middle or sit wherever sit there are. Sit wherever there's an open spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was ever like first on the bus. Um, what's the next one? So Drops. day two. So so day one, the show floor is really open. Everyone's actually there. Day one is actually Wednesday. Guys, yes. So. So so <laughs> it depends on which fucked up method of uh, math you're doing, because necessarily some people go monday's day one tuesday's press day and that's day two and wednesday's day day three three, like a normal person no because monday and tuesday no show floors open no like engineers are there no like um buyers or sellers are really doing anything yet this is all press you're all trying to get the media you have two days of just media people that's why i don't really count them for the media people they're there for 10 days, but the buyers, like the Best Buy buyers go into their Home Depot buyers go into there to buy their stuff for the year. They go in there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's really the, all they're there for. Yeah, I mean, that, that does make sense because, I mean, the actual convention gets started on Wednesday. Wednesday. So that's day one if you're talking to normal people. For no, press. no one who goes there is normal. Well, yeah, like a lot of those buyers are just kind of like, they're just like, okay. When you say done. buyers, do you mean like? They're the major buyer for Home Depot. They're buying like everything for all their, their stores. They're the distribution center for everything. Best Buy goes there and goes, we want to buy that TV for the year, that TV for the year, that TV for the year. And this is what we're going to, we think it'd sell better in green or it'd sell better in blue. That laptop's not going to sell that well at that price point. But if you do this and that, it'll sell like that. So CES, at the core, really isn't just about like me going there and having fun for a week. Yeah. It's about these companies trying to sell their stuff to get into retail stores. Okay. See, I didn't know that. 
I picture it more as you going and writing on it, more of a press-based convention than a... It's become a press-based convention because consumer technology is followed so closely by the general public on these, like, tech sites that it's dwarfed what, like, these conventions really are. These conventions are actually trade conventions that you go to, like, buy and sell stuff. Like, there's whole sections where Chinese manufacturers come Mm -hmm. to show... um, samsung or uh, huawei or even like these smaller businesses and startups that they have the components and the necessary uh, manufacturing centers to produce all their products so that indiegogo campaign campaign or like the kickstarter campaign that's looking for a uh, a place to build their their 3d camera will go to like the asian korean areas and just kind of walk around looking for a distribution center to build all their stuff and to do it in a reasonable price so really the core of it is like backdoor dealing that Mm -hmm. most people don't know about so along with that the drones of course so drones i really want to do the drones i did that the it's it's you called brought the, one home. Yes, I did bring one home. It's a Petro drone, drone, and it um it's controlled from your phone, and you just you have like the ability to battle other drones. So if you have like three of them, they have RF sensors on them and like laser lights. This is kind of like a game of laser tag. Yeah. Which well, is. I mean, when you played with it, it was really cool. Yes, but it. it it was so hard to fly. It was much easier to fly because the newer ones have like proximity sensors and it's able to sense like different things. And the new ones are modular, so it can go from a flying drone with a camera on it to like a race car. Does that include your the drone that you brought? No, so my drone, drone or which this one are you mine, talking about? This one, so this is the new one that they showed off. The one that they gave me was a uh, older review model. So this was like, this is this year's model, but the one that it showed off is like this coming year's model. Yeah. So it's going to go on sale in June. And then after that, um, Ericsson, I believe, is actually... No, Ericsson is actually Ericsson. Like, remember Ericsson phone? Like, Sony Ericsson? No. So I've never heard of this. So that's like old school, like, 90s brand in, in like early 2000s. Now they do, like, 5G and uh, 4G, like, LTE bands and, like, your Wi-Fi and stuff. So I kind of wanted to go over there to kind of see what they were doing with their 5G, which is your next standard for your mm-hmm. wi- your cell signal. And I did that. That was kind of cool. They just talked about it and kind of showed off what the potential speeds could be, which is, like, gigabyte internet on your phone that has, like, decent battery life, but it penetrates, like, walls and and more like metals and it, it's better inside so it's a low frequency band which yeah. really works to penetrate your indoor buildings mm-hmm. 4g lte has low frequency bands but they're used up by like your your tv providers and um, a lot of government services after that was a uh, scott vest which is the the uh, jacket that has pockets in it. Oh, you did go to that. Yes, that was just that, that was garbage. See, isn't like what I said it would be. Yeah, like? like 
it doesn't the laptop wouldn't fit in right the so like, you'd be like iPads. walking with a giant like square on your side yeah it like it kind of fits right into like the back almost yeah but it's still like very awkward and you just don't want to always like wear that around no see i picture it as those trench coats that like you open up and like new york or something the guy has like a bunch of watches on it's like yeah it's almost like that there's like vests there's different things it was kind of cool but at the same time it was like nah so the next day i so i walked home that night oh yeah that's right hold on let me go back to my text messages uber was at because uber was at eight point was at 8.2 i believe and lyft only goes to 200 percent, but still it was um I couldn't get a taxi, which really sucked. And then the taxi line was actually like maybe 30, 40 people. So I screenshotted it somewhere where you were telling me about it and I can't find it. I don't know. I, I, I deleted a lot of things because I was like, I'm done with this. But uh, the taxi lines were so long that I was just like, screw it. I'm going to walk. It's a, it's a mile and a half. I was like, it wasn't too bad, actually. I stopped at McDonald's and got more food. So, And then the next day... I went and picked up Aftershocks, which is the uh, bone conducting headphones. Yeah, those ones that we talked about earlier. So, so far, I kind of sort of like them. Like, I don't like the fact that... Well, I mean, when I tried them on, I thought it was pretty cool. But I thought it's weird that you don't... There's nothing that goes in your ear. Yeah, because it's bone conducting. It's yeah. the same thing that are in your... Uh, your. Well, I've never heard of this before until... So, it's the same thing that's in... Um, hearing aids mm-hmm. a lot of people that have hearing aids have bone conducting technology in it google glass which was the you know the smart glasses mm-hmm. had bone conducting technology this one it's like the most portable and like sounds the best compared to everything else but at the same time it's very it's very iffy to me because it's still the sound quality is still not there like the the highs start getting muffled and and kind of drop out and then if it's too low you have the ambient noise which kind of just throws it all off and you have to turn it up high um it also fits very weird my ears they get very like pressed together mm-hmm. and it's just it, i'd always have to move it and adjust it like i'm wearing a hat and, and it's kind of annoying but at the same time i really like them because i don't have anything in my ear and it gives me the ability to hear things around me yeah, I mean, it'd be good for jogging yeah, or riding in the car So or if driving, if I should say, because I'm big on don't wear headphones while you drive. Well, you're not supposed to at exactly. all. Exactly. But if you're on, like, the airplane, you can put um, earplugs in, and it blocks everything out, and you just get really great sound quality then. If you're on an airplane. Yes, or if you're here, <laughs> just sitting room. here, yeah. just doing that, that's really cool. But at the same time... For the price, I think they're... I actually don't remember what how much they are. I think they're $179. How much are Beats? Uh, they start out Beats solo like $99 and go up to like 199 Okay, so I mean it's right around the same pricing as that. Yeah, but if you, you compare it to it like... Um, well, give me a good name brand because I so don't like really know So like Audio-Technica or like Sennheiser which have really great headphones you can get some for like 99 or 79 dollars for like really good headphones mm-hmm. and then like if you want really high quality headphones you can get some for 159 dollars from like sennheiser or audio technica so it's kind of like 
depending on what you want to do. If you're going to be jogging and you want to be able to hear that ambient noise, a car horn or something, yeah, go for those. They also have a higher end model that I didn't want to actually get because it looked kind of funky. It had like a battery pack. It was like a <laughs> like a band on the back of your head. So a little more clunky. Yes. So after that electric scooter, I kind of like did that for a little while, but it was just it wasn't that cool. It's just a scooter that Yeah, it was just like a scooter that goes. I really liked electric skateboards, but I could never track down the guys that had them. Because mm-hmm. they were kind of roaming. Because rideables are kind of not allowed in the convention floors. So you kind of have to do them outside. And a lot of those outside ones are still like security will come up and talk to you. So I really wanted to find like the electric skateboards. There was one... I think it was like an inboard that was $500, but the, the motors are in the wheels. So when the battery dies, you could actually still ride the skateboard just normal. And it wasn't mm-hmm. a skateboard. It was a skateboard, not a longboard. Okay. So it was much more compact. Because longboards, they're a lot harder to ride for people. Well, I can't ride either, so. Yeah, and then after that, yeah. Netgear. I skipped Netgear because I was done. I was like, huh, so done. I think I went to do... Did you just go... Oh, I was oh, the... periscoping. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was... let's stay with the cars. I went to go to North Hall to see Faraday Future, uh, NVIDIA's self-driving car, Ford's self-driving car, uh, Mercedes-Benz concept vehicle. But uh, the coolest thing was Faraday Future. Yeah, I was going to say, if y'all haven't seen that, definitely go. So it's their concept car. It's a modular car. So their theory that they have is you're going to subscribe to a... Uh, some sort of subscription model, you'll have different cars based on your needs for the day. So if we were going to go to, say, Ikea, we'd ask for, like, a moving vehicle. And you could bring that in. They'd bring it in. And then the next day, maybe you'd want a uh, sports car. So it could be the same chassis, and they just, like, swap in new batteries and put a new uh, frame on it and just kind of go. So That's kind of cool. The car's a concept. It has like a thousand horsepower, and that's crazy for an electric vehicle. It's good on the environment. Yes. Yeah, so, so they <laughs> they say yes and no, because you still need to charge those batteries, and unless you're using like Tesla does their charging stations, which only use uh, solar power, but if you're getting it off the grid, most of those grids are cold powered grids. So it just kind of depends. Um, they're building a billion-dollar plant in uh, North Las Vegas, actually. So that was kind of their big announcement that their their concept car shows proof of being able to build something, but they're they have bigger dreams and stuff. They uh, teamed up with um, this Chinese company, LETV, which uh, supposedly the founder and billionaire like guy was the sole investor of the company. And is the sole investor in that the Faraday Future manufacturing plant. Because everyone's been talking, like, where are they getting this money from? Mm-hmm. Especially because they're 16 months old. And Tesla's taken, like, 10 years to actually... Yes, even they just like, kind of boomed. Yeah. Well, Tesla, well not really boom, but you know Tesla's I mean. had this, like, dream of having, like, a $30,000 car. And it's never come to reality because... Parts aren't there, and their manufacturing line isn't there, and their like uh, supercharged stations aren't there. So 
their biggest competitor, which announced the Chevy Bolt. So that's a $30,000 car. Very, very reasonable for an electric car. It goes, um, I believe it's 200 miles, and it's not that ugly. It, like, it's small, it's compact, like, but like? <laughs> um, I don't know if I took a picture of the Bolt. I might have, but it's one of those things like there was so much there's so many people that day too i know when you were periscoping there were a ton of people on the show floor yeah like the whole the whole event it comes down to like a well, yeah, I mean, waiting in line well. so that's mercedes mercedes that's Ford. yeah that's another thing i was surprised when you said that was that cs there were a bunch of cars well so the verge team has always said that ces is like a like low-key car convention mm-hmm. and for the longest time i was like no no like a few car companies would go but this year cars really took over because faraday future and because of like the bolt and all the self-driving tech so more technology is going in the car not just like infotainment systems so it's kind of like it's that borderline where you're like is this technology is this something that is consumers and not automobiles it's like the same thing like a lot of sites are now writing about culture because it's technology related yeah i mean there's so much technology yeah so you kind of like have to walk that line of what is it what is what like talk about the cars like technology and not the actual engine and stuff so the next day eco star eco echo echo okay echo star <laughs> it was a smart home uh application and i don't really remember i wrote down notes and left uh <laughs> schling that yeah that, that doesn't sound schlong? right no. <laughs> what is it schlong yeah that's how go. it's spelled sh- schling. Sh- it's a smart lock so i kind of went to go talk to them about like the technology behind it, why they're doing it, what's the security behind smart locks? Because that's so much easier to hack, and like smart locks, like, like a, a deadbolt or a, like like those ones on the door that you can put a keypad in. What do yeah, you mean by... yeah, it's, it's a lock. It's yeah. an actual lock, but you don't even have a keypad. You can only open it from your phone. Everything is with your phone. Well, yeah, because that's you always have your phone on you. Now there's yeah. that that terror where you lose your phone or you your battery dies and you're locked outside, but there's also like other overrides to get in. So it's it's kind of they're kind of iffy because if of course if you have like a front door that you always go through, you can use it. Or if you have like a garage door and you have that front door there, like you can program it when the garage door opens and then close back down that front door and locks. Well, if you're going in through the garage, why do you go in through the front door? Well, because why consider the garage door <laughs> the front door a lot of times? Okay, so you're saying. <laughs> so you can have that door unlock when the garage door closes when, so you get out of the car. Or, and it's already unlocked. Yeah, so that's another thing, like having these cars integrate with a smart home. So when you're driving home and you get near that garage door, it opens up, turns on the lights, um, turns on the heat via your nest, and then kind of... Uh, unlocks the front door back door and once you're inside and it notices it locked that front and back door 
So that's that's another thing that everyone was kind of talking about. After that was a Casio. I went to go talk to them and just kind of had them demo the Casio watch. Saw what it is. They kind of talked about it. Um, they announced some other things for international and like Japanese use. And it was like a, a, a camera that like attached to you and you could see it off the of, off the oh, watch. That's cool. Attaches to you, put it on your forehead, different places. It was really cool. <laughs> but it's only available in Japan right now. Why? A lot, of, a lot of these phones and like companies announce like in other markets first. So Huawei, mm-hmm. their Mate 8, is only being released everywhere but the United States. So all these foreign companies have a big issue of uh, like their brand isn't recognized within the United States. So... When they try to so come do, here, do they release it in other countries to gain press? Not really. And it's stuff just and then... no because they sell so much better in Europe and like China oh. and every in Australia. They sell better if they release them here. They they don't do anything. So normally, to affect your like earnings report, you you release it everywhere else. And then if you do want to bring it in the United States market, you bring it like last with like the leftover phones, and you can be like, oh no, they this is all they, we have yeah, left. it's like okay. But also, it has to do with like the bands in the phone and what frequencies it can receive for cell signal, because a lot of these other phones are like dual SIM, so they can work as you're going from France all the way to like China. You mm-hmm. just pop in two or three SIMs and you, you continue on, and you don't have any problems or roaming charges. So last day, Saturday, oh, was it? Yeah, when? It was yeah, Saturday. Saturday. So Saturday, I just kind of. Uh, well, the VR headset and drone I did, but I had done that the previous day with a different company. So what you do, you put the VR headset on and you're able to see with the camera what's going on from the, the, the drone. So it's like you're flying the drone in the VR headset. <laughs> it's kind of cool, but very disorienting. Yeah, I was going to say that that has to be confusing. So after that, I did a... Your, well, Friday, I really did Indiegogo and kind of looked at all the startups and everything. It's called Eureka Park. And I did all that. That's the one I totally got lost in for at least an hour. That's true. Because you it, were tweeting quite often. I'm lost at CES. Well, because <laughs> you get in there and there's like huge booths. And you're like, okay. And then your map that's on your phone, it's like you don't have that well GPS and that well, that well cell signal or even Wi-Fi. So it like bounces around. You just have Wi-Fi there? You have Wi-Fi, but it's so hampered from everyone. Okay, so there's so many people using the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. And I tried like my other phone, and my other phone was just garbage on Sprint. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna stick with my T-Mobile phone and try to do this. And I was just like, oh. But the Periscope day, I I think I connected to a a Wi-Fi network that was like restricted. I asked someone for a password or something, and they gave it to me. So inside, it was like a I got it to go for the most part. Which was nice. Yeah. And then I flew home that night. Yes. Which I was very excited to do because I was tired. And I was done with CES. It was a long week. I know. <laughs> so I think that's it, right? Yeah. Any more questions? I covered the whole thing. No. I'm tired. Really? It is late. It's late. Yeah. Okay. So you guys can follow us on Snap or follow me. Not really us. Yeah. Follow me on Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all Digital Bounds. We have our YouTube Digital Bounds. So that's YouTube.com slash Digital Bounds. 
So everything with digital bounds. <laughs> digital bounds. Okay, I'll see you guys next week or the week after that, depending what we do. And we'll probably have Ramon back. So I'll see you guys later.